Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of Clay and Buck. It's going right now, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, Kirby, the uh, what is he, Pentagon spokesman, right? He is addressing the country right now from the West Wing podium on the 31 tanks that are now being sent to Ukraine. I think that uh, there is a bit of uh, additional anxiety around this one because this is a a perhaps battlefield changing decision at least in some capacity here it's a serious escalation of what we have going what we have sent to ukraine uh, up to this point yes we've sent artillery pieces but the abrams battle tank uh yeah this is uh this is now going toward uh further involvement of the us in this conflict so we will continue to watch this i mean this is really Biden talking about and the Biden administration talking about how we need to protect a free Ukraine for the free world and all this stuff. Uh, I I think that we can all root for the Ukrainians and we have all along uh, in this. They are the victims of Russian aggression. That is true. But it also is not our fight. And we have had now over, well, let's call it 20 years of wars in foreign countries. And after all that fighting and all that blood and treasure uh spent in those places as a nation a lot of people say what was it all for what were we doing what was the mission was it worth it a lot of veterans that i know ask those questions and i think it's incumbent upon all of us uh to remember the lessons that have been learned and how it becomes increasingly easy to just have this incremental deepening of involvement uh this drift toward uh, becoming next to, I mean, close to being an active combatant ourselves in this in this theater of warfare with Russia, which has a lot of nukes and increasingly, I think, is unstable uh, as a, as a nation, but also the leadership 
Vladimir Putin might be more and more unstable as a result of this. But I, I actually, Clay, wanted to focus on something back here at, at home for a minute before we can go back to the latest on the document scandal. Uh, the, I, I believe very strongly that the single, uh, the, the, the story that should be covered much more frequently and with much more depth than day to day you're seeing in the news cycle uh, across uh, the nation is what's going on with fentanyl and the overdoses that are occurring and the role that fentanyl is playing, not just in those, you know, the overdoses is somewhat like the way we look at murders as a crime statistic in a city, right? It's indicative of many, many, many other things as well. If the murder rate goes up 50%, you can be damn sure that a city also is going to have all kinds of additional, you know, increases in violent crime, rapes, robberies, all sorts of things, right? Fentanyl, which is different than any other drug we have faced in terms of its potency, uh, I think you could start to argue its availability. I mean, it is all over the place. Um, it's a much simpler process, a much more straightforward process uh, to make. You know, you don't have to be going uh, going down into like triple canopy jungle in South America, making sure that this stuff is uh, is, you know, grown a certain way. Um, but, you know, fentanyl is getting attention now in the context of Seattle clay because the record number of deaths and also the massive homelessness problem that it creates. You had 310 people died of fentanyl overdoses uh, who are homeless, just homeless people died of fentanyl overdoses last year in Seattle alone. If anyone were to look at the statistics and a lot of other liberal enclaves, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, Look at what's going on with fentanyl deaths. The number keeps going up despite increasingly lax laws. And also all the rest of societal degradation and crime is increasing too. The homeless population, Clay, is increasingly actually the addicted population. That homelessness, which we used to think of as someone lost their job, is over 90% people that have actually become addicted to a substance. And fentanyl is unlike anything else we've ever seen. I just don't think the, the Biden administration has the first clue about what to do about this problem and the scale of it. The people who are dying of fentanyl are overwhelmingly young with decades of life left. So when we're talking about over 100,000 people dying, we all understand there's a difference between somebody in their 80s and 90s dying who has had a full life and someone who is 20. And that's why if you go to funerals, a funeral of a young person is so much more difficult to make it through. And I read something the other day that I, that stunned me, Buck. And I actually had the conversation with my kids, who are hopefully so young that they won't deal with this anytime soon. But in many different party environments where the use of recreational drugs might occur, cocaine, for instance, they now have fentanyl testing swabs that people are using because not only are people choosing to use fentanyl, which is incredibly dangerous and can kill you the first time you use it, increasingly fentanyl is being mixed with drugs that people aren't even choosing to use. In other words, you could be out partying and someone who recreationally, recreationally uses cocaine and you use this drug that has been mixed in some way with fentanyl and you die. So that recreational partygoers out there, this fear has become so profound that they actually have fentanyl testing tape like basically that you put in with the drug to see whether or not it has been polluted 
by another type of drug. And this could happen if you're using, let's say, ecstasy, molly, any of these other types of party drugs. And I think these are conversations that everybody who's out there listening to us right now should be having with your teenage kids and your young college-age kids that this is so significantly polluting our nation that even if you think you're using another drug, it often has been intermixed with fentanyl, and it can kill you the first time you use it, and you're not even intending to do it. And you're right. The best uh, suggestion I've seen, honestly, and it was an aggressive one that has all sorts of complicating factors, is Trump basically saying he's going to name the Mexican drug cartels enemy combatants and do whatever is necessary to basically wage war against them because of what they're doing to people in our country. I appreciate Trump's sentiment with that and the desire to take the fight to the most powerful, uh, most violent, and for us destabilizing uh, transnational criminal groups that exist, right, which is the Mexican drug cartels, the various factions, you know, Jalisco New Generation Cartel and Sinaloa and the Gulf Cartel. Uh, and is what's whatever's left of the Zetas and a few other, you know, upstarts and smaller uh, actors here and there. The problem is that if you're going to take if you're going to take the approach of, oh, by the way, I wanted to note, note this: the Seattle's on my mind because the story in the New York Post yesterday was that the Seattle morgue is running out of room because there are so many fentanyl fatal overdoses. The morgue can't process all the bodies from the fentanyl overdoses that are happening right now. This is not like other drug epidemics we have seen. Fentanyl is far more addictive and far more dangerous. Overdosing on cocaine is possible, but you know it's a fraction of the chance that you're going to have uh, an overdose on, say, just cocaine um, or even crack cocaine than you what you would have with with fentanyl because of the potency of of the drug. Um, but back to what we do about this, uh, for one thing, more permissive laws have been a disaster. And unfortunately, I think that it became, you know, throughout the 90s into the early 2000s, it was all, hey, man, don't be a square. We just need to legalize all the marijuana and maybe legalize all the drugs. Uh, very libertarian positions about this. Legalizing weed and letting people smoke fentanyl out in broad daylight are not the same thing. Not by a long shot, Right. So, you know, this is like saying, well, can people have pets? Yeah, you can have a goldfish. Well, I want a tiger. They're both pets, kind of, but they're not the same thing. Fentanyl is far, far more dangerous. And when Trump talks about bringing the fight to the Mexican drug cartels, that's going to require that all turns on whether uh, the Mexican government wants to play ball. I mean, we're not about to go Af- Af-Pak, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and start launching lots of cross-border raids into Mexican territory with Delta or, or SEALs. I mean, that's I don't see that happening. The Mexican government's not going to be happy about that. So we need a partner to our south that we can count on. One, who's motivated. Two, we can count on. And uh, an AMLO, the Mexican president, uh, Lopez Obrador, he, this guy's whole thing has been, uh, you know, hugs, not hugs, not uh, not bullets or whatever. Right. I mean, he's kind of just telling everybody it's, you know, let's let's just find a nice way we can all coexist. Cartels don't want to coexist. Think of all the people they've bought off because of the soft policies of the new Mexican government or relatively new Mexican government. Yeah. And this is all tied in with an open border because we're catching very few of the people who are illegally crossing our border and then also allowing further uh, of the of the fentanyl crossing. And the thing that I would say really becomes uh, a question is how do you address because Mexico what would Mexico say? 
Well, they're producing a product that there is a great demand for in the United States. And so on some level, from a pure business perspective, Mexico is recognizing a uh, opportunity to make massive amounts of money off of demand that exists in the United States. And that's why I think on some level, these conversations have to be had. Remember when you were a kid? Do you remember D.A.R.E.? The like the yeah. the drug. Uh, uh, what do they teach kids now? I I I think there are a lot of kids that don't understand the difference between a recreational drug and fentanyl, and that every time you're taking something that you have no idea where it came from, that you are risking your life when you do that. And kids have to be made aware of it. I mean, I agree. I remember growing up and you know, Nancy Reagan and the commercials, and it was. You know, just say no when someone tries to pass you uh, um, marijuana cigarette in the playground or whatever, right? But yeah. Now it's don't take that pill. You might think it's Xanax. It could be fentanyl, and you'll die. Yeah, you'll die. And there's nothing anyone, unless someone's got you know um, naloxone nearby uh, or whatever the you know the Narcan, which uh, that's what people call it. Um, by the way, to give a sense, Clay, to the point, and look, this is why you know. Trump needs some help on the national security front on some of this stuff. You know, I know the Trumpster. I'll advise him on some of these matters. Uh, to get this done, you have to have a willing partner. Do you know that right now, Mexican's president, uh, Mexico's president, in the last 24 hours, is asking for U.S. help? This is Andreas Manuel Lopez Orbador is asking for U.S. help to try to recover cor- uh, money that was corruptly given to Gennaro Garcia Luna. How much? How much in the way of bribery, corruption, do you think this guy actually gathered together? What do you think, Mexico? Let's take a wild guess. What do you think Mexico is saying? Hey, can you help us get back the money that this guy got? If they're asking for our help, $100 million? $700 million. Yeah. You the senior Mexican lot. government official. Folks, I hate to break it to anybody who doesn't know this about Mexico already. If you're willing to give somebody hundreds of millions of dollars, you can buy off the president there and how many cartel that. members do you think there are buck like cartel how many, members like people yeah, that like are people working who for are basically employed by the cartel are we talking twenty thousand tens of thousands like, tens, tens of thousands. thousands yeah tens of thousands i would i would wager and the challenge from a business perspective is and again just take away the product whenever you knock out one supplier the value of being the next supplier goes up right so it's, there's a hydra head here where you're constantly chasing something that is so lucrative and makes so much money that they almost immediately replicate the production and distribution capabilities when they get knocked out. Yeah. And, and just to, to bring this all together here, why we, we have a wide open border. We have a top security official here on the Mexican side of the border who got $700 million allegedly from anyone want to guess? Seen the lower cartel. You, you buy a lot of buy a lot of politicians with that kind of money, friends. And by the Sinaloa's got that in the couch cushions. Yeah, this is what's terrifying. So when we talk about, oh, we're gonna we're gonna treat them like enemy combatants, uh, we don't have a Mexican government that we can trust even a little bit. When you get to the high level players on this, which is why you know what terrifies the cartel guys more than anything, being held in prison in the United States because we'll actually hold them. They'll actually serve a prison sentence here, unlike they in Mexico. They can El Chapo tunnel. Just roll Correct. right out. My friends, if you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you must also act on your Second Amendment responsibility to be skilled with your shooting. Making time to get to the range can be a little difficult. I know what that's like. I'm super busy. You're busy. Also, man, the cost of ammo is crazy these days. 
But I got a solution for you. So you get the most out of your range time and you're honing your skills all the time. The Mantis X training system. It's a device that attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. It's electronic and connects to an app on your phone. It gives you real-time data as you train at home, in the basement or backyard, or wherever you want to set up and work on your skill and shooting ability. Mantis X is a firearms training system that is no ammo. It's an all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. Nearly everyone using it improves their accuracy within the first 20 minutes. And from there, you continue to improve and refine and benefit from this high-tech training that's so easy to set up at home. Mantis X is also being used by members of U.S. military and special forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. It's a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Chalk up a win for Team Reality. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I want to take a minute here, Buck. Today, I've mentioned her before on this show, but my great-aunt Pris, Pris Allen, uh, is 100 years old today, Buck. She, That's awesome. uh, yeah, she, her husband was a, uh, was a fighter pilot in World War II, and she has lived in Birmingham for a long, long time. Born in 1923, today turns 100 years old. So, uh, she occasionally will listen to some parts of the show. Uh, she is awesome and, uh, has been living on her own in her home. Uh, up to now, she's got a health condition right now that she's dealing with. Um, but, uh, I mean, you get to be a hundred, you probably do have a few health conditions that you're dealing with, but she's lived in her house, continued to drive. I mean, pretty awesome. So, uh, I think they'll probably, uh, get this clip to her. So, uh, may we all be able to, uh, yeah. to live a, a, you know, a fraction of those hundred years. I mean, I'm sure she's got, a, you know, another 10 or 15 in her. And I, I love when they have that occasional story. It's usually on like Daily Mail or something. And there's like, you know, woman is 112, you know, reaches 112 or 110 years of age. And they ask her what her secret is. And I, I feel like every time we get to this, they're like, I eat, uh, bacon every morning and yeah. smoke like half a pack of cigarettes a day. <laughs> You're just like, some at some level, I think genetics plays a huge role fabulous in this. Fabulous genes. I do think genetics is a big part of it. She hasn't really been in the hospital at all. Um, other than, you know, kid related, uh, issues. Um, and so, uh, to be a hundred and still living on your own and still driving, uh, in the neighborhood is pretty extraordinary. So that is a, uh, that's a fabulous, uh, fabulous story. So I just want to make sure that I gave her a shout out for the hundredth birthday today. What number you, would you, you know take, how old the, the according to the Guinness Book of World Records, fun fact, the oldest person alive today, how old do you think that person is? 115. Yep, nailed it. I, I saw it. Somebody just died at a one eighteen or something, right? Like in the last yeah. uh, day or was so. the oldest person alive. Yeah, but there is there is Maria Morera. Is she was born in nineteen oh seven? Wow, pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, That's... and I believe the oldest person they've ever been able to verify right was a hundred and twenty one. I feel like it was a French woman who lived to be a hundred and twenty one. So. I promise I, you I, I she was, ate a lot of brie, man. Yeah. Like, it's just the way it goes. It's so, always an they, interesting question. Like, what what number would you... Maybe we come back, because we were sending something about biohacking and everything else. What number would you sign off on right now? You're, what, 40? I'm 43. 41? What's your name? I'm 41. Right I'm getting old. Yeah, catching up with me. Uh, if you own a small business, you discovered long ago no such thing as an easy day or an easy dollar made. Getting a break every now and then is a welcome relief. If your business has five or more employees made it through COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Not a loan, no payback, just a refund of your taxes. How do you get your business this refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. They've got tax attorneys, highly trained specialists. They'll share the proceeds with you. It doesn't cost you a dollar. 
team at GetRefunds.com has already returned over a billion dollars to businesses. They can help you as well. Just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, answer a few questions. Payroll tax refund only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. GetRefunds.com. No risk, high reward. GetRefunds.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. So we got an update for you from the White House on the whole classified document fiasco, which, I mean, the most important outcome of this, There, I, I am very, if anyone wants to play some kind of a bet with me on this, I, I would welcome it. Uh, but the, the only important outcome from this really, I think, will be political, as in Donald Trump, he is a, he's going to be a free man in terms of pro- prosecution. Nothing's going to happen. There's no indictment coming, at least not on anything we've seen so far. So that's a big change. Legally, though, they're going to make all this stuff. They're not going to stop. They're not going to start locking up Biden and Pence. Obviously, that's that's uh, fantasy land stuff. But uh, they did have a little bit of a back and forth on this with uh, I believe it was um, with, it was with Kirby and uh, Peter, Peter Ducey um, on SCIF, which is Secure Compartmented Information Facility. My acronyms, I used to be an encyclopedia of acronyms, and now my, my acronym skills are they're getting weaker. It's been over a decade since I was you know working in the classified world. But here is um, the question. How hard is it to just, you know, not take the classified documents out of the SCIF? Listen to this. John, how hard is it to walk out of a SCIF with classified material? Everybody who goes in to a SCIF knows what the requirements are to go in and knows what the requirements are to go out. Can't bring personal devices in, and uh, you certainly can't leave with uh, material unless that material is appropriately secured. And usually what happens to someone in the chain of command if they do leave with a piece of classified material that they're not supposed to have or that is not secured? If you do it inadvertently or you do it and you you realize, you know, you don't have it secured in a locked bag, you know, you you self-report. Which is exactly what the president did. Self-report, which is what they're talking about. Now, keep in mind, he'd have a lot of self-reporting to do because it's been found multiple times in multiple different places. And as I've said, Clay, this means that there was even he was serially violating classified procedures as a matter of course when he was a senator and vice president. That's what anybody would draw as a conclusion from what we've seen. Yeah, and. What what I'm intrigued by is all the senators out there who seem totally bamboozled, befuddled, whatever word you want to uh, put in place, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, with the very idea that he could have had classified documents going back to his time as senator. Because it's one thing, I, I do believe, based on Mike Pence and Trump and probably Obama, and when you're leaving the White House, I think what we're seeing, and maybe this will change, is... It's kind of a haphazard process. A lot of papers getting thrown into boxes. It's not like the president is standing around like uh, supervising all of the packing of his documents and all of his personal effects. And it doesn't surprise me that inside of the White House or in the vice president's office that you could end up with some classified documents inadvertently. But the senators, that this is the part of the uh, of of this story that I think is difficult for them to reconcile is how does that happen? Now, I think you're right. Legally, the story is less significant than the political ramifications from it. And the political ramifications from it are Trump is not getting knocked out of this race based on any sort of legal procedural issue. And it also, I think, garners 
even more support. I mean, remember, there was a moment there with the Mar-a-Lago raid where even people who feel like, you know, there, there are different, there's different, you know, flavors of this in the Republican Party, but you know, there, there's definitely a crew for whom they love Trump, they love what he did, but they've started to move and think it's just not his time anymore. I think some of those people were pushed back into the bunker with Trump, so to speak, because of what happened with Mar-a-Lago. They're like, look, they're going to do this to him. He's the only guy that will take the fight to them, you know, and you and I heard that and saw that from different members of this audience. And, and, uh, you know, we know that that's, that's out there. Um, I think now there's even more of a sense that look what they did to him. What a joke this whole thing is. So any of that sense that, Oh, we're going to have to go through this or, Oh, why did he do this? Why did he bring this on himself or any, anything like that? Any criticism around the documents is now null and void, basically. I think that's true. And I also think, Buck, the lasting impact of the 2022 election has faded really quickly because you know, there was this idea, and I, I think we were you and I were texting about it, and we've said it on this program, but it bears repeating. The reason we lost close races in Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania somewhat, although Pennsylvania is a little bit of an aberration, but certainly in Nevada, in, uh, in, in Arizona, and in Georgia was because Republican voters flip tickets. Right, I mean, look, Georgia's a perfect example. Everybody wins statewide but Herschel Walker. Split tickets. You said flip tickets. Split. Yeah, well, flip. I mean, meaning you're all Republican, and then you flip over to the other side for one race. Same thing in in, in Arizona. Uh, And also, when you look at these and you start to get frustrated about it, it's Republicans who are not staying committed to the Republican ticket that actually cost those close races, Nevada as well. Now, what's interesting about that is I think that legacy is already fading really quickly. And I bring it up because you're seeing Trump climbing in polls right now. Now, admittedly, he's the only guy running for president. and A lot's going to change over the course of 23. But I think it's both 2022 fading and all of the negatives associated with the documents are basically over now because that shift, that onus has shifted to Biden. Yeah, and I mean, I remember, and specifically in Arizona, a lesson learned here, and some people, look, I get it, people don't, the, the GOP base doesn't want to hear this, but you really want to win, you want to win all the winnable votes in Arizona. You need John McCain Republicans to come along for the dance. You need them. Yeah. You, you know, this is the truth. If you want to really run the table in Arizona, you need people that are very, when I say John McCain Republicans, the sort of more moderate Republicans who were very pro McCain back in the day and you need them to win. Okay. So we have to figure out a strategy to do that. There was just an analysis that came out. That showed that Kerry Lake, that there were 40,000 Republicans who voted, who didn't vote for Kerry Lake, but voted for Republicans across the rest of the ticket. Just she in lost Maricopa by, County alone. In Maricopa County. She yeah. lost by 11,000 votes, something, something like that. Like that. A, a low amount, yes. So, yeah, the breakdowns and everything on Election Day, were those were those uh, problematic? Of course they were. But at the end of the day, the real deciding factor was you had tens of thousands of People who voted Republican, they, they're Republicans. They vote all Republican. They didn't vote for Kerry Lake. So that's this is just the data that we have to look at. Now, people can say everything is rigged and everything is screwed and, you know, everyone cheats. But we're working with the best information in the system that we have. I remember when I said no judge is going to overturn that election. I got people writing me angry emails. I wouldn't say that unless I was certain of it. I was yeah. certain that there was no judge who was going to say, actually, the governor is a different governor, not even because of a function of law, just as a function of. It's just not going to happen. Well, a lot of judges are cowards, 
Let's start right. there. I mean, yeah. uh, I no, mean, no judge is going to want to deal with that. That's right. And they don't want to put their own job on the line in that fashion. I would also say this is a big deal in Arizona going forward because we haven't really talked about it a lot, but Ruben Gallegos, and I might be pronouncing his last Gallegos. name. Gallegos. Gallegos uh, is going to run as a Democrat. Now that Kirsten Cinema has moved to the independent camp, that is a potential pickup in a big way in 2024. I would think you would have to make whoever the Republicans uh, that gets the nomination a big favorite to win that race, given that Cinema and uh Gallegos are going to go head to head and cut into each other's margin. So that's a big deal as you look forward and try to figure out, okay, what has to happen in Arizona? Maybe it's Carrie Lake. Maybe she runs again because I think she's a fantastic candidate. But how does she bring back into the fold some of those maverick Republicans, some of those people who were ready to go to the wall for John McCain, but haven't been as uh, fervent in their support of other Republicans? And I also think that what we see now, there's been a, a shift that has occurred um, where if someone there was a narrative for, let's say, I'd say starting in August until really the end of 2022 in January of 2023, it has shifted around. But the narrative was maybe Trump will just kind of fade and Trump world is just going to tire of all this stuff, meaning the actual Trump people that are trying to run the campaign, and everything else. And he'll want to step aside. I don't I don't see that happening. If someone's going to be the nominee other than Trump, they're going to have to beat Trump. Now, they're going to have to actually go toe to toe in a primary. I think that is pretty clear with the political dynamics we see right now. Yeah. And I also would say this to the Trump world. Trump does far better when he just doesn't get involved in day to day. Because it puts the onus, and this is my biggest concern about 2024, presuming that Biden is going to be the nominee, and I think both of us expect that he will, barring some sort of health-related concern, the Democrats are going to trot him forward. As long as Biden is the nominee, you have to make Biden's tenure and his service and his age, you have to make Biden the story. And my concern is, can Trump make Biden the story, or does Trump insist on making Trump the story? Because if Biden's the story, he loses, and he loses big. If Trump is the story, or any other Republican is the story, then Biden may get dragged across the finish line again, even though he can barely speak. And that's my concern. How disciplined are Republicans going to be as we move into, officially, the 2024 campaign cycle? All of you, all of you remember back you know, decades ago when people were running to Best Buy in Circuit City, and I remember even Radio Shack. Remember Radio Shack, Clay? Oh, yeah. Those were, those were the days. They were buying video cameras to capture every family event they could. Weddings, reunions, birthday parties, all that fun stuff. Uh, all of those moments were preserved on videotapes, and they were safely stored away to enjoy later with grandchildren and, and folks joining the family. Problem is those videotapes are not getting any younger, and they're actually degrading. Now is as good a time as you're going to find to digitize all of those memories. You can transfer them from those old VHS tapes, Betamax, whatever you got, whatever old media you got. Believe it or not, Legacy Box can transfer it to you so you have them digitally and you can enjoy them for generations to come. Legacy Box is based right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They've done this process of transferring old media to new for a million and a half families. My family's done it. Clay's family's done it. It's amazing. The process is so easy, start to finish. They actually send you a box, because, you know, legacy box. You fill it with your old media, whether it's photos, VHS, Betamax, CDs, whatever you got. 
And then they'll just transfer it all to you. It'll be on the cloud, on a thumb drive. There's a bunch of different options you can pick. You can send it to people on text message, email. You'll have that media at your fingertips. And we can get you a great discount when you use my name, Buck, right now. So go to this website, LegacyBox.com slash Buck. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. You're going to love the experience, and you're going to relive all those great emotions captured over the years on videotape. Like, we can enjoy my mom doing the Bubble Yum commercial with Ralph Macchio. You all saw that on the Clay and Buck website. Well, guess what? Legacy Box, my friends. That's how you transfer it. You can actually put it up on the web or send it to people. Go to LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. 
The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back in. Play Travis Buck Sexton Show. We are closing up shop Wednesday edition of the program. Fingers crossed I'm going to hop a flight out to Las Vegas. My kids do a lot of sporting events, Buck. Laura, my wife, is also a dancer. So she has had them involved in dance competitions as well. So we've got baseball, basketball, soccer, football all going on as well as dance competitions for my two youngest. So they are doing a competition out in Las Vegas, which is going to be a total zoo, and I have no idea how it's going to go, but I'm getting on an airplane, flying out there. I'm going to do the show Thursday and Friday from Vegas, and I'm going to have my two youngest, 14-year-old and 8-year-old, and I do think we're going to go to the Cirque du Soleil. A bunch of people wrote in and said the Cirque du Soleil, Michael Jackson show, pretty good. I understand the controversy surrounding Michael Jackson, believe me. Um, but the show is supposedly pretty good. So it's kind of a balancing act. I've never had my kids out in Vegas. And I don't know exactly, especially the young ones, uh, the 12 and 8-year-old it is I've got with me. I just I don't know exactly what to expect out there. So, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Fingers crossed. But I'll be live out in Vegas the next couple of days. And you and I were sharing an uh, article back and forth. Earlier I mentioned my Aunt Paris, 100 years old today. And Buck, I asked you if you could sign up for an age right now and you would be like, I'll take it. For me, it's 90. If you told me, hey, you're going to live to be 90 and I don't want to live to be 90 and be like really unhealthy for a decade, right? I mean, like fairly healthy. You told me I could go to 90. Like I would sign the paperwork right now. No questions asked. Is there a number in your mind where you'd be like, okay, I would take this one. I think I think anything past 80 you're kind of playing with house money. Yep. You know, and anything past 90 you got to count your blessings. That that's sort of my my sense. You know, if you make it to 80, you got you, you went the distance. And I know a lot of people, you know, go much obviously your your yeah. uh your aunt's uh, 20 years beyond that, but I'm just saying if you're looking at it like what what is a what is a life well lived just in terms of duration, anything that gets into 80 is uh is a blessing. All right, so I shared an article with you about this guy who sold his company for $800 million, and he is spending $2 million a year to basically try to biohack his body and preserve his longevity as much as he can. He's 45 years old right now, and he is spending, like when I say $2 million a year, not only for what he eats, for the supplements that he's taking, for the training that he's doing, but also, like, they're aging his organs, by which I mean they're like, okay, your liver is the equivalent of, you know, a, uh, a 38-year-old and whatever else, with the idea being that he's going to extend his life. Can, can I give you some of his regimen? You will, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll tell you some of this guy. This guy's Brian Johnson. He's 45 years old. Uh, he wakes up every morning at 5 a.m., takes two dozen supplements, works out for an hour, Drinks green juice laced with creatine and collagen peptides. Uh, and well, and then he wears glasses before he goes to bed that block all blue light for two hours, constantly monitors his vital signs, undergoes monthly medical procedures to maintain his results, including ultrasounds, MRIs, and colonoscopies. 
Yeah. Yikes. Um, those aren't fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, he he's trying to just like do the I'm going to live forever thing. Um, I do have some news for Mr. Brian Johnson. I, look, I wish him a very long, healthy, happy life, although he's a vegan, which is I don't know. I think that's kind of its own form of torture. But it, a a people love it. People love it. And they're in great shape and they're very happy. I'm just saying for me, I couldn't do it. Um, he's not going to live forever. I, I can guarantee him that. Well, this is kind of what Tom Brady has done, right? Tom Brady has tried to biohack his health. To the extent where even though he's 45 years old, that was his initial goal, I think, to play football till he's 45. Now he may think, I can play till 50. He's trying to push the expense. And if you look at the guy, and I don't know all the stuff that he does to look his age, but Brady looks like he's 35, right? Like if you just saw Tom Brady out and you didn't know he was a famous football player, you wouldn't think that he was 45 years old. Well, I I also think that one of the things that we, we deal with as a society or, or people are realizing is that a lot of our jobs require to be sedentary long hours no physical activity high cortisol buildup right yeah by the way being a radio host is one of them yeah um, no doubt and that's you know that's very there's a health depletion that occurs if you're an investment banker a corporate lawyer uh you know accountant pulling long hours a doctor in the er you know this stuff all takes a toll it takes a real physical toll and, you know, this is why people get back pain, they get hypertension, they get all these things, because stress is killer. Stress is terrible for you. So everyone just needs to relax, man. Go go do some prayer, some yoga, go for a walk in the woods. Live in the reminds now, of, Clay. Live in the now. Reminds me of what Rush used to say, everybody who just ate carrots died, uh, too. So, <laughs> I mean, that's where you get into this balancing thing, $2 million a year. But are you really living when you're trying to prolong it? I think it's a fascinating question. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.